0: Welcome to the Evolve Pod, brought to you by Evolve Wellbeing Group. Welcome everybody to the Evolve Pod. Thanks again for coming to listen. I'm really appreciating all the lovely messages and uh, appreciation that I'm getting for for delivering this pod to everybody. I'm really enjoying it and I'm really enjoying the mix and the blend of uh, guests that we're having on. Every single guest that's come on has really offered us an insight into their background, their um, resilience, their mindset into the given things that they've done and and the challenges that they've faced. And my guest today, I only actually met him last week through a mutual friend of ours that he's coaching. Um, his name's Kern Toussaint and uh, he's got a really interesting background. He's giggling because I've been practicing his name uh, before we got on, on, uh, on the record. But Kern, thanks for coming on.
1: Um, really appreciate you giving up your time with us today. How are you? You well? Um, very well. It's an absolute pleasure. I've been hearing quite a lot about the pod, and uh, especially yourself. So I'm really looking forward to this actually.
0: Nice. Well, thanks for coming on. So we spoke offline before and I wanted to kind of introduce you in the right way, but we kind of agreed that we couldn't really pinpoint exactly what your job title is. And we're going to come into more of this in the podcast because obviously your, your job title doesn't really reflect the values of what you do for your, for your work and also your lifestyle. So we're going to introduce you as an excellence coach and we'll come into that a lot more further down the pod. But tell us about life. Uh, where did life begin for you?
1: Uh, so, I hope everyone can understand my accent. Firstly, um, I am actually from from the Caribbean islands. So I'm I'm from the most southerly part of the Caribbean, a twin island, as they call it. States call um, Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, if you all ever heard about it, some people bastardize the name. They say. Trini, uh, or Trinidad, Trinidad, or, or Trinidad—they they have so many different pronunciations of it. <laughs> but um, we, we, are, we are literally next to Venezuela, the most subtly South American, subtly part of the island. So it's, it's near South America, basically. Uh, that's, that's where I originally hail from, and um, I've spent most of my life over there. I'm now in the United Kingdom. Here, been over here since 2008. Uh, So that's that's been kind of a journey. And I'm sure Ali will um, give me some questions to to explore deeper into that. Definitely. Uh, I'll I'll give you some visuals.
0: Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Well, it's always good to kind of understand a bit of the background of where, you know, where people were brought up. I, for one, I've never been to the Caribbean, so I don't really know, you know, what life is like out there growing up. I can see, I, I can imagine. I've, I've got friends that have been there on holiday, and you see these holiday pictures on Facebook, and they're the people you want to unfriend straight away because it looks so nice, and you, you don't want to see their pictures because they're too, too beautiful. But what's it like as a kind of as a, as a local growing up there?
1: Uh, so, if if I'm going to compare it to where I'm at here now. In in most of the Caribbean islands. It's the cultures is, is very very different in the sense of I don't know, I don't know if the people the listeners on the call ever heard the terminology. It takes a village to raise a child, and that's that's more or less the as as much as I remember um, the culture that I grew up in. Meaning, our parents could leave to go to work; they can go anywhere, and the people within the area that we live, it's it's quite a large a large um, population, I believe. But the people, regardless of how far the, the houses are, they literally will will look after your well-being. If you even give trouble, they will they have the, they will discipline you for your parents. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. so it, it's it's been it's been really nice because you 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 have a very almost in most cases a very jovial and friendly atmosphere, and um, people are are really really concerned and and they really have your your best interests at heart. So it it is one of those really polite. And very culturally culturally rich experiences. Um, in comparison, I say because it, it was quite a culture shock when I came to to the UK. Uh, comparing the, the the cultures. Yeah. So how
0: old were you when you came to the UK? Two
1: thousand eight. Ah. So two thousand eight, I was roughly where would I put me? Twenty five, twenty five. Yeah. So in two thousand twenty
0: one, yeah, yeah, roughly about that. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, what was the kind of contrast then of coming from Trinidad to coming over to the UK? We'll get. Well, will get into the reasons why shortly. But what, what was the contrast then? Of had you been to the UK before? Ever visited?
1: I have not. No, wow, okay. I've never, never, never actually been to the UK. Um, okay. I'll tell a lie. I was actually around twenty four. I just doing the maths here. It's yeah. slow on the maths here. So yeah, um, I've never visited. It it was more of a case of. um, being condition condition isn't the right word but um I ha, I have been impressed upon as a kid with the education system and ironically the culture of, of uh, the UK while I was when I was growing up from from all I mean as, as kids you're you spend a lot of time as well on on um, the social media at the time is television. Mm-hmm. So we spend a lot of time looking at a lot of programs. And in the Caribbean, one of the things that is ingrained in us from quite a young age is education, mm-hmm. because it, it is one of those things that can propel you out of whatever environment you're in. So I've always had in the back of my mind that I will continue or further my education in the UK. So now when I had the opportunity to, I, I made that decision. So all I had, I had, a, you know, you can have an image of what you believe the experience would be like compared to what it actually is like. Um, So the image that I had before, and this is me as a kid having this stereotypical um, image being impressed that the the British are very reserved, uh, very manly polite, uh, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) well-spoken. And then coming coming out of a a culture where everyone says hello and hi to each other, has respect for the elderly, um, to come into a place where I would say hello and people would look at you strange like why are you why are you speaking to me <laughs> you just more fast so it was it was quite a culture shock um coming into into that but um yeah as i said the main the main reason was for the education so it, it was my first time over here
0: well i love the fact you you mentioned you grew up in that village community where you know, didn't matter, you know, who was around, you'd always be looked after and cared for, disciplined if needed, etc. And yeah. there was that kind of social responsibility to almost bring up the the young within within the group, within the within the community. I really like that. It's really nice. And then yeah. the contrast of coming to the UK and saying hello to someone on the street and being completely ignored must have <laughs> must have taken quite a fair bit of getting used to.
1: Yeah, yeah, it did. It did. Um I was I was very conscious of it because um it is one of those things and i even share today that we are a product of our environment and i i desperately did not want to 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 be a part of the furniture and more or less to say be be that person who is who is impolite so as as most people can probably tell i still have a bit of my accent still and i i would believe that my personality and my uh, my mannerisms is still there it isn't isn't fully gone so i still say hello um still say good morning regardless of if i get a response or not God, it It is about embracing who you are fully. Nice.
0: Well, I think those are great habits to have, you know. And You know, if you kind of, if you have an interaction with somebody, even if it's just a hello, how are you doing? And you don't even know that person and you get a nice response, that makes them feel good. It makes you feel exactly, good. Exactly, exactly. And if we can start to kind of spread that around, you know, then it's only a good thing to do, right? And for all the times that you might get ignored, there's there's one or two times when it kind of might make someone's day. And that's Absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah, it's great. free value yeah, yeah free value nice i like it so then you arrived in the uk what 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 was what was the plan so you mentioned ed- education is that the, is that the the path you took
1: Ah, uh, so uh there there's there uh how to put, I'm, I'm laughing because when, when i came to the uk there there was no plan at the time the the main while i was home in trinidad i was in the military services, or, or at least what we call the military, which is our, um, our version of the, the navy, uh, the coast guard, and um, I spent a few years there. And I'm, I'm a person that is curious by nature. I'm always observing. I'm always learning, and I would believe that I learn things quite quickly, um, being quite kinesthetic as well. So as soon as I learn it, I, I want to apply. And while while being in the, in the military services there, I more or less felt like I, I outgrew the the space that I was in, so I, I needed to be or was looking for more stimulation and more growth. And I started observing the the groups that are, that was around me and my 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 then, as we call them, superiors, the people who are in charge of us. And seeing where they got to and the levels they got to. And and it's like seeing the proverbial glass ceiling before you get there and thinking to yourself, okay, if I spend this amount of time, this is where I'm gonna, I'm looking literally where I'm gonna be at. I may not be that person, but um, this is the position I'm gonna be at. And I did not want to be there. So having the foresight then to decide, okay, I'm not gonna waste these years. I want to do something different. I have a different visual for myself. So being a, an athlete, um, because I grew up very athletically inclined, I I usually not all athletes do, but the the things that I do, if I if I make my mind about up about something, I usually go all in. The the whole Tony Robbins philosophy, which I, I only came to found out now to burn, burn the boats. So I I literally took all of my savings at that time, and um, so I depleted my account, and bought a a return ticket to the UK, without any family friends over here. Uh, with the with the aims of just go get into a, a university and piece and t- piece them together things from there i had an idea what it is i wanted to study but uh, i had no no visual idea where that's going to lead to so that that was the plan which yeah. isn't really a plan but okay. uh, that, that was the plan yeah, yeah so
0: then what happened what happened when you arrived
1: uh, and the, yeah, so I, I arrived, and if most people on the call, the listeners, remember, 2008 was that that very big uh, recession. Things were things were in a very different state. So there's there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of panic, there's a lot of um, different behaviors around that time because now people were uncertain, a lot of uncertainty. Uh, in the back of my mind, grew, growing up in the environment where I grew up. Successes is, is what are you, you you will do whatever you need to do to succeed, and you you got to put yourself in in position and in the state of mind to have that success. So I, I don't advise anyone on the call here who, who's listening to do this. so what I did when I bought my return ticket is um, when I, when it it got very close to the return date for me to return to Trinidad, because mind you, I came from a very warm place and I came here in the in the middle of winter <laughs> in the crazy, middle of winter crazy man uh so with without any friends over here or family so i was, I was just living off living through um b&bs and, and hotels but it came to a time came very close to the time i needed to return and it was only a few months since i've been here so there was not enough time for me to actually achieve the things that i wanted to i needed to, to do it longer so i actually took the return part of the ticket um Made a decision in my mind, and I, I tore it up and threw it I threw it in the bin. So I basically cut any chances of actually returning home.
0: So this is kind of like so, if I understand it correctly, this is this is pure dedication and ambition to succeed, but yeah. not a hundred percent certain in what that success looked like.
1: No, no, that, that's that's correct. So the. Over the over the years, I've have learned to to really trust my, my intuition a lot. And I know it's it's probably it may seem naive, it may seem um a bit care carefree or careless, but I think a lot of the times that we we do get insights and we do get direction that we we don't pay attention to. And usually those insights and direction actually has our best interests at heart and actually is going to lead us into into unknown ways. Um, and it, it is about making a calculated decision so that you're not going to risk your life or, or put yourself in a, in a very grave place. Um, but at the same time, making a decision, understanding the possibilities, and having faith and seeing, holding on to the image and holding on to the feeling more so. Of what it is the the outcome that you want to achieve without knowing the how <laughs> yeah. so it, it's it's like it's like you you planting a seed in in the ground, knowing that's whatever let's say that let let's say that seed is is an apple tree, knowing that out of you fertilizing that that having that vision of what that will look like, fertilizing it, putting in the work, but you don't you do, you cannot see what's actually happening in, in the in the ground there you do not mm. know what the seed is going to produce, but you know it's going to produce something mm. uh, so that, that's that's how I how I go. I, I, I really exercise that that faith every day.
0: I think there's if you reflect
1: back on your lifestyle,
0: you know, mm-hmm. anybody can reflect back on their life. There's certainly turning points that are significant mm-hmm. turning points upon reflection. But at the time when you made that choice or that decision or that action, you're not necessarily aware of the positive or negative consequences of that action that you made yeah. until you reflect back and it sounds to me like the act of ripping up that ticket was a kind of <laughs> almost a bit of defiance as in no i am going to make a success of this 100 percent, yeah and that's my chance to bail gone and if you reflect back what would have happened if you had a combat your life would probably be completely different to where Very, you are now yeah, and you, you may have learned lots of other things down the way you will never know but you know you chose to rip up that ticket and it kind of almost right cemented your path to where you are now which we're going to come into shortly yeah. so yeah, yeah so you arrived in the uk you ripped up your plane ticket you, <laughs> <laughs> you kind of just threw that away and am like right i'm i'm in i'm here what what's what's next
1: so it it got to a point so i started i started my studies um as i as i planned to but with regards to work it got to a point where it was getting very close to not not living or should say living above my means so i needed back then as as we we defined it a, a more secure job or a more secure um path so i actually joined the the military services uh, the, the royal navy to be exact firstly i i was training for the air force um but it ended up into the the royal navy and that, that was the the part that i actually ended up um for a couple of years, for a few years actually. Was that, that part.
0: was that quite an easy decision? You mentioned you were very athletic, and we haven't really touched on that. But obviously, you, you kept fit, strong. Yeah. Um, led a, a, a very healthy lifestyle already. Was it quite an easy decision to make to go to go and join up the Royal Navy?
1: Uh, so I've got I've got a, f- a few friends who are already in there and uh, looking at the choices. It was the the easier decision because I already had. Experience within the military, um, I kind of understood what the training will entail. I had no idea how the navy training would be, but I, I know it, it wouldn't surprise me or or catch me out in terms of, as the the military guys would say, coming from a civilian world into a military a military background because they almost they almost um, reprogram you to think differently and be in a different way. So it was just a matter of switching my mind. Back into that state for however long that period would be.
0: Yeah. So how long were you in the military in the in the navy?
1: My enlistment date was 2010, and I was there until coming to the end of 2015. Okay.
0: And then, so um, what what was it that made you want to move on from the military? Was that because it wasn't part of the plan? You know, it, it
1: definitely yeah definitely was not. It definitely was not. <laughs> it definitely was not.
0: Okay. So you left the military and then. And then we're getting towards a, uh, you know we've spoken off off uh off camera before we're getting towards a sort of turning point in in where you are now what happens because you obviously you left the royal navy you'd learned some more about yourself you'd found you know found out how the, the british military work and operate you've probably learned some really good life skills moving forward from then take to take on with you what was the what was the process there to to move on
1: uh so when, when I joined the Royal Navy, um, I had a plan in my mind that I would use this, this platform to excel as far as I can in the, the athletic space and in the fitness role, because uh, I'm really passionate about, about, the, about sports and athleticism. So from day one, when we got to the careers the career space and they, they were asking us in terms of what it is we want to achieve, I was very direct I was very um straight with with where what I want to actually do so they told me it will take, it will take 2 years to then sideways entry to become a physical training instructor so now during my during my training phase I just started excelling in in all those areas with one of few awards uh, because of it and um got into the 2 year part where I was now going to actually transfer into the new branch but it, it wasn't as it was as they stated on the paper in black and white obviously it came down now to if your your departments or or your division is going to allow you to to leave and go there so a few years in when i realized it it wasn't happening um i decided I'm, I'm going to move on and do it do it on my own without without the navy's help uh so i made a decision had a very unique experience where I started doing a lot of meditations. And it was the, I think this was the beginning of of me now um, going into a very transitional state A transitional phase where I've I've started to experience a different world that that I I didn't know existed before. Cause I started having, um, I don't know if anyone on the the call listening had these kind of visions, but you probably heard about it. I was getting visions and I started being able to very closely pinpoint things that are coming up in, in my life. So I actually knew the dates, the day, the time, the month that I was going to leave the Navy. And it so happened that um, when I left, it was it was on that exact same day and that exact exact same month. And this, this is where things took a, a new direction for me.
0: Yeah. I mean, I want to just touch on that a little bit, because there's two words there, military and, and meditation. That don't yeah. often get they don't often yeah. about <laughs> they in the same sentence. They don't. The they don't. Sentence. <laughs> they don't yeah. So I'm quite intrigued. on I mean, had you done any meditation before? And, like, you know, we'll talk about meditation in due course, but had you ever used meditation before? Were you, were you aware of it? Was it something you knew about? How did you come across that in the military?
1: Uh, so I actually never meditated before. And, um, I seem to to be. I mean, there's there's many other other guys in the military like like that uh, who was in a similar state of mind. But I came across it through a good friend who I met in the military as well. Um, so much so that um, a few of the people that I worked with started saying, "Oh, you're you're not actually a true military guy. You're you're a civilian in in, in military uniform," because <laughs> I, I, I was not I was not a person who was who was fully um, transformed and very rigid, very. Um, And I'm going to use the word loosely in terms of discipline because I have self-discipline, but discipline from the standpoint of not using your your own creativity or you not thinking or following a set of orders uh, rigidly. I I was always questioning. If to how I can do this better instead of following blindly, so it did, it didn't seem to fit in fit in within <laughs> yeah. the system of things yeah, well. yeah yeah I can imagine well, so so this is I think I think the mindset actually helped me to to navigate through the military in that direction of meditation as well,
0: okay, so then you so you started meditating and you you realized you saw the visions that this military lifestyle is not for me, yeah um and having found meditation, was that one of the was that one of the things that you, you've taken from the military, you've taken onwards? And, and has that now become part of your life? How did that kind of build as part of two, as part of who you are?
1: I would say within within both military experiences, um, one of the things that, if, as you asked the question, straight away came to my mind, one of the things that st- stands out massively is how much you can actually accomplish in, in a very short period of time. It, it, like, things are... On, on a regular day-to-day, when you look at some of the things that uh, most people would, would, would do, they they have a list of things that they they probably be able to get done, or think they're able to get done, or think they're not able to do. But in the military, they literally taught us how to maximize every bit of time, like in every way. As soon as you you finish one thing, it's it's such an easy transition into the into the other and reflecting looking at how much we actually accomplish and how much we learn over, over the the time frame during our training i wouldn't believe that that we, it was even impossible to it was even possible sorry to do all those things to compress so many things in, in one so that was that was my biggest takeaway I've, I've always been very disciplined in terms of um having self-discipline to actually get things done and and follow and um how to say structure certain things but the, the the compression of the time and maximising it was was new for me from the from the military.
0: Okay, so yeah, so then you moved on from the military and you've you've got this new almost sort of uh, toolbox of mm-hmm. meditation, the skills like the almost like that time management that you just talked about there about yeah. actually being able to make the most of every opportunity to to achieve and accomplish and to learn, you come across very much like you, you're constantly looking to better what you do and how can you yeah. do that? Yeah. And so my qu- my next kind of theme is obviously you moved on from the military and you've taken those things. What did you do with those things? Cause more of, I guess quite often, we hear of people who leave the military and are a little bit lost or yeah. people leave the military and go straight into the corporate world. Or the private security industries. Hmm. What did you choose to do with your new kind of toolbox of skills?
1: Uh, again, so I think the reason why I didn't go into those directions is because I, I probably never, I never fit the the regular standard of um, what people would say is 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 a very systematic way of of thinking in, in the military. So I've, I was I was always observing and trying to to grab pieces and evolve. So it's it's like it's like. I think I gave you this analogy as well. When you you go into a store and you you have the variety of different suits, and you try a few of them on, some of them fit. You try you try others on, they don't fit as well, so you, you discard it. So what 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 I was able to actually do, and I think um, I've learned this about myself throughout the years, and do very well is. Get into an environment, observe and learn as quickly as possible, and grab bits that I actually want to make a part of me, and the other bits that I don't resonate with, I, I would discard it. So, um, and it's almost like creating this this hybrid, yeah. this hybrid form of, of character. And you're you're now evolving and developing in in such new ways, because the person that we are today is, is not the same person tomorrow. So. I was able to gather all those things, the, the meditation, the military stuff, and um, go into more of the direction, which is still, which I'm still passionate about which, which, within the health and fitness and well-being space. Uh, this is what led me to Scotland after the military.
0: Okay, so we're creeping further and further up north here from where, where you started. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, up in Scotland then. So you, you've, you, you say, you've said in your own words you like to basically learn from the environment that you're in, and you take the things that you feel you... You know, create the best version of yourself now you can yeah. live and you kind of you leave the bits that don't necessarily work for you behind what was the next environment then that you managed to learn from
1: oh so yeah i know something you mentioned there earlier um where you said it seems as though i'm always looking for ways to evolve and grow and i think it's something that i, that I heard and probably picked up unconsciously um where we, we're probably one of the the only creatures who never shoot or, or consciously think to to, to get to our fullest capacity. A, a tree will always grow to its highest point and expand. An animal will always reach its, its full capacity um, and be what it, it's meant to be. But because we, we have that faculty uh of thinking and imagination and choice, we're we're able to choose if we want to or or not, um, which kind of limits or almost like short short changes it, most people who aren't conscious of it. Now in Scotland, and this is one of the places, uh, guys who's listening here, remember I came, I come from a a very warm place. Scotland was not on my radar at all, (laughs) at all. And I'll I'll tell you even why furthermore with that. When I was in the the military, our our ship, so I, I was in a Type 42 destroyer, the last one in the fleet and we took a trip up to Scotland, and it, it literally embodied the stereotype of what I've been hearing about Scotland, being wet, being cold, uh, it was overcast. <laughs> and I remember having, I still remember to this day, stepping off of the ship with the rain falling in the freezing cold and, and, and wet, uh, watching the gray skies, and everything around us, the the city, the, the walls, the structures was all grey. And I'm thinking to myself, why why would why would someone want to live up here? <laughs> why, <laughs> why, why would someone want to live up here? But th- that, was the, that was the only place that I saw in Scotland at that time. Uh, I didn't actually get to explore the place because it was it was always raining, it was always wet. <laughs> um, and I said, no, nah, definitely it's not going to be a place I'm gonna be visiting again. And it so happened. During that time, I started meditating more coming to the end of my military career. um, I was getting a lot of uh, visions, if you want to call it. I didn't know it was Scotland, but a a lot of visions around a lot of trees, a lot of greenery, um, a lot of outdoor space. So when I got the call from a private company to come and join them in Scotland, I thought to myself, uh, I had, I didn't know what to think about it. So I had to actually go feel, I had to notice how I'm actually feeling about it. Does it excite me? Does it create curiosity or does it, does it create fear? Cause usually when I make a decision as I told you, I'm, I'm quite intuitive. I would, I would look for the thing that, that will make me feel very expansive. The thing that will get, it will make me almost nervous, but at the same time more excited. And if it's something that I, I do not want to choose, I will feel almost like it's almost stifling or restricting me, and I was not feeling that. I was getting more excitement for the unknowns, <laughs> but my mind was trying to fight against the feeling, saying it's it's Scotland, <laughs> <Kern>. <laughs> 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 What are you doing? It's Scotland. So yeah, I made the choice, and within literally within two weeks of um, leaving the Navy, I, I was in Scotland. I, I got half of my stuff guarded, took a train, and uh, I, I moved up there and. To get back to your Ali, i was actually living with a a group of um chinese practitioners all the way from china yeah yeah when
0: you say chinese practitioners what, what do you mean by that
1: so the the director of the company she's a she's actually a a um, ex army chinese doctor mm-hmm. and the others who were living who were living within the it's almost like a, a mansion-sized household. So the others who were living in the house were, were also um, acupuncturists, and they have different medical, different um, alternative medical backgrounds within within the, the Eastern philosophy and, and, and Chinese world.
0: So in terms of things that you you kind of you know almost like a sponge, you seem to kind of absorb these different cultures, these different um, routines, these different you know, environments that you kind of, that you expose yourself to, what did you really learn? So I want to get onto, you know, your, your position within the fitness industry. I want to talk about that in a a little while when you were living in this, um, with the Chinese practitioners, what, what kind of things did you learn to kind of start to get you on this, on the path? Was it at this point, you realized that you had an opportunity here to become this excellent coach? What did you learn Mm -hmm. in this
1: house? So, um, at this point I I honestly thought that I knew quite a lot I honestly thought I knew quite a bit in terms of um, health and fitness and well-being and I I did even still think that I was making the best choices at the time (laughs) and to put things in perspective I believe most people probably feel that way and the more you know I heard this said somewhere the more more you know the more you realize you don't know (laughs) and um, that, that 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 was literally the, the space I was living in. I thought to myself, wow, I never knew there was there's was another level to go to. So spending that time with, with, with those guys, um I say guys, actually mainly ladies who was living in the house. I um, I started to, to learn more about their their culture and their philosophy, as they say the the Western versus Eastern philosophy. And I noticed that's within the Western space. They spend a lot of time treating, if you want to say, treating the the, the cause after the fact, whereas these guys were focusing on preventing it from happen, from happening. Uh, so they they would focus more of their teachings and more of their energy in teaching people how to almost empowering people, I should say. That's probably a better word. So they, they would now educate you and show you, teach you different rituals and introduce different um, routines into your lifestyle where you're almost, if I wanna use a, a a common term that everyone can relate to, your 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 circadian rhythm, it, you're, you're almost in sync with, with what's happening with, with nature. So your body is, is in a state of balance, is in a state of homeostasis. So so that's that's how they live day to day. So they're, they, the way that they function, the way that their body operates, these guys don't, they don't visit the hospital, they don't visit doctors, they don't use any over-the-counter drugs or medicines. Everything seems to be natural and their body seems to almost, um, if anything happens, injury or, or any illnesses, the body recovers on its own naturally without having external intervention. So I started to learn a lot of that and a lot of the, the, the lifestyle and treatments like that. And now... Was looking for a way to bridge both worlds.
0: Yeah, I was. But my the thoughts I was having listening to you speak there was that how far removed that uh, scenario is from what most of us live in. At, you know, day by day. You know that that kind of having those rituals or routines, as you put it, and having the trust in sort of those. What what word am I looking for? Is that structure that when you you know you you hurt yourself or you get ill, you're going to recover naturally, whereas you know there's a lot of reliance in the Western world on other things, other people that can sort us out. And I'm really interested in that kind of preventative lifestyle as opposed to the reactive cure
1: yeah yeah it's a
0: really interesting thing and we could probably talk about it for hours and i'm sure (laughs) you know people listening will have their own opinions on this as well which would be equally as interesting absolutely to be able to get them on but unfortunately we can't um but yeah, so, so, so moving on to where you are now, you've kind of, you've, you've got this really cool journey from Trinidad and the, the village lifestyle there coming into the UK at a time when the UK was in a bit of crisis to sort of, to set up this new life that was suddenly like, <laughs> I don't man, what am I doing to then the military to then finding yourself in the gray, cold, wet Scotland and learning all these things and bringing this, like adding to your toolkit. What does this mean for you now? Like, well-being is a word that gets banded around quite a lot at the moment you know I work in the well-being space myself um well what does it mean for you not not as not from a kind of work perspective but as a as
1: as an ethos what does Mm well-being mean for you uh so yeah that's a good question and it's um I think the the best the best way to to describe or, or to answer it I use the analogy what I'm sharing with with um of my clients or even sharing with anyone actually they actually shared with a group of people from the corporate space about it because most 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 people that have been introduced to to or, or met within the corporate world obviously they are they come from a very high-paced environment um, very focused uh, environment in terms of results oriented uh, getting achieving certain goals so it's it's smashing those 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 dopamine chemical releases. So yeah, they, they, their mind can't switch off in that sense. And a lot of the time, because it's so time consuming to, uh, on, on, on deadlines to achieve those things, most of them that I've met are neglecting themselves, whether it be their health, whether it be the family, they are neglecting things that are probably as equally important, um, arguably, or if so, um, more important. And there was one day I, I stood in front of a few hundred uh, people in the crowd on, on the stage and I and I started with getting everyone to almost um breathe together to get everybody in 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 in, in cohesiveness in the room. And I and I asked the question, how many people here have and this is a very Materialistic um, example. I said, how many of you all here are driving the the car, the vehicle of your dreams? I said, if you if you answer, I just want you to have a, a visual, so you guys can you can on the call here can practice this as well. Just visualize for me. If you close your eyes, just visualize. Turn your 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 eye your eyelids your eyeballs I should say up to the top right hand corner, and I want you to see the image of a car that you would, you would like to experience or have. I don't care if you, you don't like, you don't want to, I just want you to think about it. And what color is it? How does the leather and the seats feel? I want you to visualize picking up the keys, starting the engine, sitting in it, the feel of it, the, the sound of the engine. Now, open your eyes. And I'm gonna ask you the question, you're, you have this, Let's say it's a supercar. you go to the petrol station or you have it even in fact you have it parked in your garage it's It's low on fuel. Would you now decide, okay, I need to actually fuel up uh, i can be I can't be asked I'm not really bothered to to put this super fuel in it i'll probably use this this chicken fat i've got here it, it can actually i heard it works on on old school defenders. It probably could work in my car <laughs> you will actually not put something like that in your, in your vehicle, because you value what it what it will do to the the vehicle, what it'll do to the engine. But yet most of us actually, we don't treat, or we don't, we don't fuel the the biggest vehicle and probably the most expensive vehicle that is going to take us through the rest of our lives and give us the best experience in our lives, which is, which is our, our bodies. Um, and that, that is what, what well-being means to me, in a sense of this is this sophisticated, high-powered um, supercomputer that is that is running this this body. I need to, to look at this is part of my lifestyle. This is this is one of the priorities for me to enjoy the experiences that I enjoy, for me to work and enjoy the things that my job brings and the family that I have, for me to give the best I can give to them. I need to make sure that the things I'm doing to it is looking after it and maintaining it and that that is that is well-being because this now will attract the 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 best experiences that i want and the type of people that i want in, in my life and the, the relationship i will have with my family and that that is the, the state and the environment i want to create but it, it all starts with it all starts with with you guys everyone who's listening to, it all starts with ourselves
0: well yeah 100 well, percent. i i fully agree on that you know if you just for personal experience if I don't invest the time and the investment in myself to try and be the best version of myself then I'm not as useful to the things around me that I'm important to absolutely and it's interesting I thought while you were speaking there I thought of the analogy of when you see a plant you know when you if you saw someone pouring a bottle of coke or fanta on a plant you'd be like what are you doing That's a plant yeah. that plants don't need that yeah, yeah you know we're happy to chuck it down our next <laughs> right center right yeah, when, yeah. when all we actually really need is water but yeah, yeah no it's um it's interesting to really hear your take on 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 what well-being is there you know i hate to bring it up but lockdown has been really tough for a lot of people um, yeah. we've spoken offline about some of the things you do can you recommend some sort of daily things that that you do, you know, on an ideal world every day to get yourself mm. in the best possible shape. I don't mean in the best possible shape as in fitness-wise, but you know, this well-being space, the best possible kind of version of yourself every day. Because even for yourself, I'm sure some days are harder than others to get motivated yeah. and to be yeah, absolutely to be this version of yourself. So, can you share with the listeners just just some simple things that people can do on a daily or weekly basis to really to really help themselves?
1: Yeah, I think um and, and rightfully so no two days are, are going to be the same. And and even for me with with all the, the time I've I've had to practice, um you still will have the days where it is a bit more challenging. But that, that refractory period, the more you practice, will become shorter in terms of um having more control. Or when I when I say more control, I use that word loosely, but getting into the state that you want to have an experience. Um, but right now we we are in a very, as I shared with, with Ali, fascinating time where, in most cases, people actually have the time to, to now spend with themselves and, and look within. So some of, some of the things that I, that I actually do is you almost wanna disrupt your, your old behaviors. And that disruption is basically, it's gonna be challenging, but it's, it's basically breaking old habits. And, um, some easy, easy things that you can do with that is disconnecting from your, that time period you spend on your mobile phones. For instance, if you, if you are in a space where you spend quite a lot of time, or, or this is the first thing you probably look at when you wake up in the morning, I usually take my, take my phone and put it in a, in a separate room. Uh, some people may say, well, I actually use my phone for, for an alarm. You can, you can get a cheap alarm, on like really cheap alarm on, on Amazon that will do the same job. But having that disconnect means that you're now not, you're breaking the old conditioned um, state of mind. So you're not putting yourself in a better chance to start the day. And, and it, right now during this lockdown period, it is about keeping our minds, our minds more in particularly, very, very alert, very sharp. Because that that's gonna control our mood, control our state, control our perspective with what's happening in the world, things that we can't control outside of the world. But we can control our, our inner will. So it means now we're gonna we're gonna be in a position where we're empowered because we are being responsible. And if you look at the word responsible, is that that ability to be to respond. So you're, you're now gonna be responsive instead of reactive. So that that's an easy thing, disconnecting with the cell phone. So the first thing in the morning, what I do, I'll probably spend a few minutes, whether it be in bed or just sitting up, hydrating one and a few minutes just to get into a a state of mind that I want to be in. So I'll get up, I'll get up a few minutes earlier before the time I need to get up. So I'm not actually rushing or reacting to anything. So give me some time to actually center myself and um, choose how i want my day to go instead of allowing things to impact my day
0: that's a really interesting point that's a really interesting point for me of choosing how your day is going to go yeah you know you set that mindset out and then you've got that and someone like yourself you know you had that okay you had that end point you know when you when you came to the uk you kind of had that vision of you know getting to that point of success you can use that analogy on a day by day today i'm going to finish the day having achieved such and such but my day is going to be good my day is going to be productive my day is going to be successful my day is going to be relaxed or whatever but it's really interesting that you kind of choose that you choose your path first thing in the morning when you wake up you choose how your day is going to go and that will really set the tone and i've again i've said this before you know i've worked with um a therapist before who told me that you know every thought you have is resonated by every single cell in your body so 100 yeah if you say to yourself today's going to be a success today's going to be a good day you're starting off on the right foot and I'm guilty of it. Sometimes you wake up in the morning and, (laughs) you know, it's kind of like, Oh, really? (laughs) Today's going to be a long day or today's going to be tough (laughs) or, or I feel rubbish today. And naturally those days are the days that are harder because, and is it because I've got up and thought like that? Probably. Because then you're in that mindset rather than having that ability to go, no, today's going to be cool. It's going to be fun. It's going to be productive. That's definitely something I'm gonna take away.
1: From, yeah, it's it's, it's almost like processing. Um you almost kinda of profess what what it is gonna be like and it, it literally will happen because you yeah you can, um, spoke it out there. Uh and another thing that I that I add to that, I, I usually have um sometimes I have a, a a book or or um my my iPod with something that I listen to. So I'll I'll spend again this is why i get up a bit earlier so i'll spend probably 10 or 15 minutes inputting certain information within my mind so i'll listen to a good podcast or i'll read a couple um paragraphs from one of my one of my my books that i have home there so now it gives me it now starts creating a different environment in my mind there and if if you have the time again you can probably actually get small a few minutes of exercise in there so you 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 actually change your state from from moving um and you you change your state from exercising as well it also releases particular chemicals so you are actually getting yourself again you're priming the body you're priming your mind to to have a better day uh, from there i will actually go into and this is this is something people can build up to i'll I'll go have a shower but it's it's usually a, a cold a cold shower in the mornings so again, it 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 changes your state of mind. It it creates that alertness, and you're now in a very alert, very fresh um, feeling. I know some people think, too, oh, it's it's cold in the UK. Why would you have a cold shower, buddy? <laughs> but you you are actually putting your you're going to make your body a lot warmer because you're 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 restricting. You're keeping the warmth in. So when you have the cold shower, that that heat that is being built up in the core there is going to be is going to be constricted because you're constricting the pores. So now the, the heat is trapped inside. Because if you think about it, when they have a warmer shower and you go out into into the the regular atmosphere of the day today, you're you're losing internal heat, so you're you're going to feel cold after a period of time. So you're you're actually going to feel colder So it's actually better to have that um, cold shower or cold face face um, splash. Yeah,
0: definitely. There's a lot to be said. A lot of um, my clients or our clients on the coaching business, you know, thanks to lockdown, haven't been able to swim in the pools. So a lot of <laughs> yeah. swimming in the rivers and the lakes last summer. Uh, through lockdown and then many people have continued to do that through the winter this year and there's yeah. there's huge I mean from a safety point of view you've obviously got to be careful you've got to yes. swim with other people etc cetera, etc cetera. but the, um, the benefits that people get from the cold water immersion Oh, yeah. massive massive yeah absolutely huge
1: i would wow. say start off start off very very slow oh, yeah, like a course. few a few seconds a yeah, few yeah, seconds yeah. to begin with yeah and then um yeah then build up build up that yeah. that condition into it yeah
0: so one of the things we spoke about before we, we started the record is what do we refer what do i refer to you as in terms of what you're yeah. doing and we've kind of we've yeah. come we've come full circle now from from start all the way to where you know where you are now what if if one of the listeners was interested in coming to find out more about what, how you could help them, what I mean, what do you do with your clients? Because obviously you've, you've got the physical training, you've got the personal training side of it to get people physically fit. But what more do you offer? Because as we know from your approach to well-being, it kind of aligns with mine. It, well-being is a, is a fully well-rounded it thing. Is. It's like an organism. It's not just one bit, you know, yeah. you, just because you go running. Doesn't necessarily mean you're looking after yourself. Just because you eat the right diet doesn't necessarily mean you're fully looking after yourself. So, what kind of, what do you, what, what what do, as an excellence coach, what does that mean?
1: So, when I, when I'm introduced or or I meet anyone new who I, um, who I start coaching, I get to find out uh, firstly about them, and spend a lot of, a lot of the time, we spend just speaking about the things that uh, they do, they enjoy, how they feel, but I want to know more who they are and um, the environment that they come from and, and presently exist in, and more so what are the things that they, the experiences and things that they actually want to achieve. Now that will paint a really good picture in terms of what they, what direction what where, where they're presently at and what direction they probably um, should be going. So this this will this sometimes when you when you go into the process um speaking with with someone, just the fact that they are they are sharing and speaking out loud, they now can uh, actually start painting a the picture themselves um of of where they're presently at and 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 they will also know some of the things that are it might highlight to them through, through the discussion things that may not be serving them well. So it, it is bringing that person to a state of, of awareness, which awareness is, is consciousness. Uh, and, and this is it's a saying that I, I, again, heard sometime, some years ago. The, the present day illiterate is the person who is, able, is unable to learn, unlearn, and relearn. So based on the conversation, the conversations with, with the person, I will know if they are they are open to being a better version of themselves or uh, or able to learn new things. Because I can't impose that stuff on on the person I'm working with. Uh they have to want that transformation, not change, but transformation is basically becoming better of who they already are. Um so this is where this is where I start. To, I try to find that out, and um, once once we get to that, that stage, then it's a matter of introducing new things for them to try, um, introducing things for for them to experience and getting feedback. It, there's never going to be one thing that fits everyone because we we're all unique from that sense. So this is why I talk. I use the analogy of a suit trying trying one thing on and and the into one that doesn't fit. So once we once we can once we can piece certain things together and see what works for for that person, then we can start to expand um, on those and add more. And just just the fact of adding things, I'm I'm not a believer in in removing or or taking away someone's quote-unquote bad habits. I believe if you start adding better habits to to your lifestyle or to your your day-to-day rituals you will eventually almost have like a full glass that you have to empty something out to get the rest so most of the most of the times people the, the clients or the people that are my my athletes i, I tend to call them that i that i, that I work with eventually will, will drop the things that aren't serving them well because they you will get into a state where you're feeling so good you, do, you don't want to, to let go of that you you almost start getting addicted to that feeling now. That dopamine is going to kick in. Yeah, yeah, you, you'll yeah. actually you'll actually get addicted to the good things. So you, you will eventually let let go of um, some of the other other things that hasn't actually been progressing you forward. So that, that's that's what it it looks like um, on a broader scale.
0: And do you introduce things like meditation? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, meditation is an interesting one because there's this kind of you know there's this image it pops up in my head when people talk about meditation of kind of sitting in a quiet room with just just sticks, you know, chanting, whatever that may be, but meditation is completely, completely not that can be that, but it can be anything that allows you to get your sort of, mental freedom the psycho, yeah. your psychological creativity yeah. the freedom the space to kind of grow as an individual and i as the listeners will know i get that through running and yeah. being, being outside it's not for everybody some people get that through i don't know whatever it may be do you introduce things like meditation for your clients to start to to kind of help
1: themselves so so again it's it, it develops a lot of those things are, are, are developed through the relationship. Some, some of them I would, I would speak to about meditation. Some others I probably wouldn't even mention it or, um, bring it up. It just depends on the, the client's, um, uh, lifestyle and their, their own culture and the things that they, they value. Um, and I do more, I do more, I would, I would, I would like to say I try to educate about those things more so than, than, um, Show them, and when I when I use the word educate, because a lot of the times, a lot of people have their own perceptions um, or own understanding of 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 what different things are. And if we're speaking in the context here about meditation, they think that they have to to do something that is very hard. They they got to keep still in one place, and it's going to be quite restrictive. And they're and that is the, that is probably the, the general consensus and understanding of that. But we can actually be in a state of meditation doing the things that we we love. Meditation is just literally being in that space where we so fully present and so fully aware of the things that your your senses are fully in the moment and fully heightened. If you if you, if you enjoy eating a certain meal, if you're in a in a meditative state, the the taste that you 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 were you were probably having every day they'll become so heightened you'll be it'll feel like is this the same is this the same omelette I just just tasted there yeah? it's because you're so you're so here you're so present you're unaware and when I say unaware you're not concerned that's that's probably better you're not concerned about what's happening on the news there or who's arguing next door you're enjoying the experience now you're you're fully in the moment here this this is this is what we, I believe we're here for. We we actually here to enjoy, to have an experience, but to share that experience and um, and 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 give the best of ourselves all the time as much as we can.
0: Amazing, yeah. No, it's definitely like living in the moment. You know, people can take that that one quote, "living in the moment," and you can take that how you want to take it. But it's important to try and live in that moment as well and trying to enjoy and to savor every everything that happens so how can people get in touch with you can if they want to find out a little bit more follow you on instagram yeah. et cetera
1: so I, I spend most i spend a lot uh, most of my time on on instagram to be fair um and uh facebook sometimes. Not as much as LinkedIn, which I need to update. <laughs> but uh, yeah, people can they can get in touch with me on Facebook. Just my first and last name, Kern uh, Tussaud. The the spelling I'm sure Ali will probably link it in in the notes. Yeah, of no, the, the will, spelling definitely. of my of my name. So you can get in touch either through Instagram or Facebook. I've actually been spending some some bit of time now on the new app that is out, um, that new Clubhouse app, because it's it's you can literally just go onto the rooms and and share. Share lots of value for people, so I've been spending some time there speaking as well. I'm going to be starting a few um, Instagram lives, speaking about different topics, whether it be leadership um, topics that I enjoy. So leadership topics around wrong belief topics around wrong mindset topics again around wrong well-being. So I'm going to do, going to be doing a few whiteboard and um, discussion sessions on that as well. So yeah, you guys can look forward to some of those things, and yeah, feel free to to, to reach out, connect. I would love to to, to actually um, share and discuss and hear some of the things that you guys are actually doing and and value as well. Because uh, again, we are, we're all here to to add to each other's lives in some way, I believe, and we we all have um, something unique that is is there to share with the world. We just need to discover it as well.
0: Definitely, definitely, and that's that's one of the ethos of the, of the evolved part is you know, sharing stories and sharing experiences can help everybody else grow. Yeah. yeah. So th- Curn, we're going to wrap it up now, but thank you so much for giving your time. It's really interesting to chat and it's, um, I'm sure there's loads more that we could have got into there. Um, you know, some of my notes I haven't, we haven't really covered, <laughs> um, but you know, it's good to connect and it's really nice to, to hear you talk about your, your journey. I know it's a cliche; it gets used quite a lot, but you have been on a journey, and it feels like it been, yeah. you've collected lots of nice little trinkets of life on the way to to help to well to help yourself be in a position now where you can really actually help a lot of people, you know. Yeah. And, I, and I think people do need that help now more than ever um, to start to really focus on their well-being. So yeah, yeah. thanks very much, Ken. I really appreciate it. Um, so listeners if you're interested do do please get in touch if you want to get in touch via me that's fine or you can get in touch um, with kern direct and take it from there but yeah thanks very much for listening kern thank you for giving up your time i'll stay Absolutely in touch thank yeah. you. likewise hey you're welcome and listeners thanks again for listening and we'll be bringing you some really cool content again next week take care everybody thank you
1: cheers guys